Welcome to the Careers Hacks podcast. My name is Sarah Henderson and I'm one of the Careers Services Advisors within the UQ Bell Careers and Employability team. We find opportunities for students to gain experience in the workplace, connect you with industry through networking and events, boost your confidence through practical workshops and develop your career plan. In this podcast series, we speak with a range of outstanding professionals and students across a range of different industries and fields. We gain valuable insights into their careers and discuss employability topics that are relevant to today's fast-paced and agile world of work. The Career Hacks podcast gives you the opportunity to listen to their stories. I'm very excited to have two of our amazing alumni in the studio with me today, Aisha and Lavender. Um, today, Aisha and Lavender will give us an insight into their lived experience as international students at UQ, their personal career journeys, and finally, some advice for students based on their involvement being on the other side of the recruitment process. Thank you both for joining me today. Could I quickly ask you both to introduce yourselves um, to our listeners? All right. Hi, I am Aisha. I am currently working as um, employee experience and talent acquisition at a tech company called Working Mouse. And I'm also an alumni of UQ and I graduated in 2019. I did my Master of Business in HR and here working um, in my dream job as HR. Hello, I'm Lavender. Uh, I currently um, runs my own business. I'm the founder and CEO of Media More Australia, which is a bilingual full-service media and marketing agency. I graduated from the UQ Business School um, from my PhD um, at the end of 2016. To get us started, I just want to address the common thread which brings you together today, which is that you both made the courageous decision to move to another country to understate your studies at UQ. I'd love to understand a little bit more about what prompted each of you to make that decision to study overseas. So I moved to, or why I decided to move to Australia was to broaden my knowledge and also develop a global mindset, which was quite a challenging decision um, because it was me starting everything by myself in an entire unknown country. Um, But I think that is what I really um, enjoy doing, is challenging myself at every step. Um, It has not been easy, but it has has definitely been really um, enjoyable and I've learned quite a bit along the journey. Um, I I share some similarities with with Aisha, also to broaden my eyesight, to experience another cultural and lifestyle, and also, I guess, in general, to explore possibilities outside my home country. That's for me. So after you made the decision to study overseas, you put in your application, you were accepted, and then you arrived at UQ. Can you tell us a little bit about the challenges that you faced and how you overcame them? Yes, 100%. one thing, learning curve is high. Um, you're going to learn so many things when you first arrive over here. There might be a bit of cultural shock as well. Um, you might not be aware of certain things that is completely normal over here, which n- might not be normal back in your home country or wherever you are coming from. And um, what you need to do is sit, observe, and actually try to learn, if not anything. And one thing I've also learned is that um, just ask people the question that, hey, what is happening? How do I go about learning this or understanding this entire situation, which makes it, um, I think, a lot easier for you to go ahead and 
you know, overcome whatever you're going through. So I think just not be afraid of um, speaking to people and um, going ahead and asking them the question about how do I go about doing something. So, yeah, that's me. I certainly experience uh, many similar challenges as Aisha as well. Um, I would say there are three main challenges I have um, faced while I first started in Australia. So first... Um, obviously would be the language barrier, although we do need to pass certain um, level of English to come in. But I also found what I learned from the schools or even the um, dedicated language examinations were not exactly what's being used here in Australia. So, And what I did to overcome that was to set targets for myself to pick up new words and phrases each day, um, try to make friends with local people, and um, I guess in general, not feeling embarrassed to ask and communicate with people. Um, second, very similar to Aisha, is, is cultural shock or different ways of living. Um, even just small things like finding my way around. Um, for me, when I first arrived here, everywhere looks the same. Um, also using public transport, where do you hop on, hop off? How do you uh, read the timetables is totally different from uh, where I came from and also getting along with my homestay family um, was a bit of learning curve as well um, and guess for me um, the way that helped me to overcome that is um, I was lucky that I met a lot of kind people who helped out during my first few months in Brisbane and um, also these jokes I guess tend to ease with the time so um, you just need to remember to have a good mindset, being curious, um, try to accept the differences and try to see the positive side of challenges. And the third, um, I guess also the most common one for any international students um, or any students um, traveling to another place for, for education is homesick and loneliness. Um, what, I, what I found myself when I first started here is I, I pretty much buried myself in my small little room uh, most of the time, missing my parents and friends dearly. Um, internet back then were not uh, as great as now, so uh, even making video calls were almost impossible and phone calls was extremely expensive. So, uh, but then once I started making new friends here, it certainly helped and improved. That's for me. You have both been on quite a journey since starting at UQ. Did you find any particular university activities or experiences that you would say contributed to you gaining that first job? Yes, for me, um, I guess applying internship um, opportunities um, helped me to gain experiences. And also um, I did attend lots of workshops about career readiness, um, especially for me, because I did a research degree here at UQ. So for me, finding a industry-related job um, with a research degree was uh, was of interest at the time. Um, so I did went to lots of workshops that focused on that angle, and that certainly helped me a lot. Yeah, um, similar to Lavender, I did do a couple of internships, but um, to start off, I started um, involving myself in clubs and societies, um, which gave me the confidence to, um, I was very nervous when I first joined um, UQ to do any kind of public speaking or even speaking or networking to anyone. And then joining the clubs and societies really helped me gain that confidence and be able to um, network with my peers um, and also with my professors because I was really nervous. And once I was able to do that, I reached out to Bell Faculty, which is the Business, Economic and Law Faculty, and asked them for some guidance as to how I could um, go about 
getting an internship. And they helped me build my resume, um, build my cover letter, gave me feedback on what I could do, like the smallest of um, help, like what points I should be adding in each job that I have done. And after that, um, they helped me. They kept an eye out for me because I was interested in HR. They kept an eye out for any HR jobs that came about. And um, back then, my mentor really messaged She really was looking out for me. And she messaged me saying, like, hey, Aisha, there's this opportunity that is there which might interest you. And I actually applied for it. Had a chat with a person um, who was um, associated with the company. And then went for an interview. And I got my first internship via Bell faculty, which was quite exciting. And through my internship, I actually found my now job, which I've been here for two years because I attended a networking event. So yes, um, reach out to Bell faculty or any of your faculty that you are working in, sorry, you're studying in, um, so that you could gain some assistance because they really do help you guide um, through finding your first job. One question I get asked a lot by international students is how important is networking? Based on your experiences, how would you respond to that question? Very. Um, networking can be daunting. It can be really scary. But trust me, it is very, very important. As I mentioned, um, I got my internship via Bell faculty, but my first paid job, um, I got that via networking. Because when I was interning at my first internship, I um, went for a networking event with my boss, my then manager. And um, she asked me, she encouraged me, like, Aisha, go out and speak to other industry um, speakers, panelists, and as well as company representatives. And I'm like, okay, sure, I'll try my best to do that. When I did, um, my now um, manager was also there at the event, and she was like, oh, it's nice to meet you. You're doing HR, just keep in touch. And she saw that I was graduating on LinkedIn, so make sure you are creating your LinkedIn profile and she saw that I am graduating soon and then she mentioned that hey Asha um, if you are graduating why don't you apply for this position that is going to open soon and then um, I actually did that and this is all because of networking so make sure you are networking join those clubs and societies whatever event that you are invited to even if it is for half an hour one hour just make sure you're making the most of, uh, of that one hour and speaking to the people that you think will actually make a difference in future and build those relationships. Even if you think they are not going to make a difference now, they will in future. They might add value to you in future. I certainly agree with Aisha. I think uh, networking is the number one factor when it comes to finding jobs or sometimes um, forming collaborations, which is in my current state. When I have my own company, I'm looking out for um, collaborative opportunities. Um, I guess at the end of the day, it's really all about uh, who you know and how people know you professionally. So your reputation, your personal branding is certainly key. And another point that Aisha raised, I certainly agree, is um, you might think the people you know now uh, is not really going to help you in a short term, but uh, it's still very key to um, branch out and build up your reputation. And uh, you never know, uh, sometime in the future, sometime it could be in a few years' time, uh, those, um, those efforts that you're putting networking will pay you back. Recruitment processes vary quite significantly across the globe. When you first started applying for roles within Australia, was there anything about our recruitment processes that really surprised you? Um, so as I work as a talent acquisition manager at my company, this is one of the things that um, 
that at least I focus on quite a bit, and that is nothing but people. And something in general that I've noticed or observed in Australia is the attention is quite a bit on the people over the process. So we definitely um, look at who the person is, what they're bringing to the table, even if they don't tick all the boxes on paper, you never know what they might bring to the table. So 100% um, Australian companies do cater their, um, or at least... Australian companies do cater their roles according to the people that they have or the people that they are applying and um, mold the role in such a way. And the entire process itself is very, um, I would say, yes, it is professional, but also they do focus on how exactly they can make the, uh, the candidate feel more comfortable, which is really, really, um, I think, way different from what it would be my uh, compared to my home country which is India where the entire focus is on the process making sure that this is the right person they are making sure that each box is ticked but here even if you don't tick at least say half of the boxes you might still be considered so I would say um, even if you're scared that you might not tick all the boxes that is presented on the job ad still apply for the role you never know what um, the recruiter might be actually looking for and you might have it on the resume but you might not realize it's actually not there on the job ad so don't be afraid to apply for that job that you're looking at and you might think that it's not um you know you're not um qualified for it but just still apply for it um, yes, for me, I guess it's uh, one thing I found it particularly um, unique about Australia recruitment process is um, having to address the selection criteria, um, um, which is not needed in my home country. For me, um, I feel like almost like writing an essay for, for each job that you're applying. So it can be, um, yeah, it can take, take a bit of effort when it comes to applying jobs in Australia um, and also the importance of, of knowing someone internally and um, having their recommendations and reference um, is also very important that I found um, in Australia um, workplaces. And uh, most recently, um, I think I should also mention that point, is your professional portfolio on LinkedIn. Um, it, it's also um, extremely important um, because people do check that uh, during the re review process to shortlist or to reference check their potential candidates. Both of you have now progressed in your careers are, and are both involved in being on the other side of the recruitment process, either as a recruiter or as a hiring manager. So could you please tell me about some of the unique selling points that international students can bring to an organisation? Um, for me, I think their language and cultural background, um, their multicultural networks um, is really uh, valuable for any organisations here in Australia, given we are such a multicultural society here. Again, um, it's, it's all about who you know. Um, and um, also I found them being extremely resilient and diligent um, because if you if you think that leaving their home country alone to explore life in a new country is a huge challenge to tackle. Um, so I do find many international students very resilient and diligent. And lastly, uh, their humbleness. Um, um, because we all know it's very hard to find a job um, f f as international students. So once they do end up even being shortlisted for interview or they end up having the job, uh, they are extremely humble. Um, with, a, with a great attitude to tackle things um, in, in during the, the working environment. I definitely agree with um, Avinda about the point of 
resilience and the diverse point of uh, point of view that international students bring um, in any organization. Um, diverse point of view is so important because it really helps um, in any meeting or any setting that you are. It brings a very different point of view that another person might not have thought of. And because they come from a culturally different background, they might think in a very different way, which might really benefit on any project that you're working because it is really important to have different opinions and different voices in the room. And also resilience, 100%. Um, yes, it is true that if you have decided to leave your, I think, comfort life and I think the luxury of your own home and coming to a different country and starting and starting from scratch, it is um, a true testament to your resilience and how you can adapt to any situation. So that is something that they do bring to the table. And also really high standard of work ethic, which I have noticed. It might not be true for everyone, but surely there is a pattern that I have seen that they hold themselves really high to um, whatever project that they're working. And they have really high standards for themselves, which um, really benefits any company that they are working in. Um, So those are a few of the things that I think international students bring to the table. In addition to these unique selling points, were there any other ways that students can make sure that they stand out in their job applications? Um, There's a few things I think they could um, make their application stand out. First is uh, you want to customise your cover letter and resumes. Uh, Read the job descriptions carefully and and make sure you don't send the same cover letter and resume to everybody uh, because, trust me, um, those HR professionals, they they can see whether it's customised or not. And also, um, I would encourage you, I think that's linking back to to your networking, is try to make a separate contact with the job recruiter. Um, Find a connection who may recommend you provide references. And also, lastly, uh, make sure you do follow up. So after you apply... Um, you get some feedback or you seek opportunities in the next round if it wasn't successful this round. Um, you might be surprised that sometimes there might be other things popping up in the future if you were not successful for the current round. Yes, cover letter. Make sure you are customising or writing a cover letter which is um, addressed to the company or the organisation that you're applying for. Um, make sure that you have a LinkedIn profile because that is really helpful. Um, create a LinkedIn profile, add your experiences, because more than your resume, your LinkedIn profile might really help you get a job. And um, even if you do not apply for a job, a recruiters might actually reach out to you from LinkedIn as well. And they might just see your profile and they're like, yes, this person really fits the role. And they might just send you a message with the opportunity itself. So what better than having your resume ready, which is nothing but your LinkedIn profile. Um, yes, and make sure that you are um, networking and Meeting, as Lavender as well mentioned, that creating contacts or connections with people from the company or the organization that you're looking at. And definitely attend um, clubs and societies or join a club and society and attend their networking events because they have a lot of companies that really sponsor for their um, society and attend their events. So that's the easiest way that you could actually meet someone um, professional or a company representative and make a connection with them. And also, lastly, don't forget to join a Bell faculty or any faculty that you can um, get some help and advice from. Do you have any advice for students who are currently studying offshore um, and how they can make the most of online networking events? 
Um, I guess certainly, first of all, uh, you make sure you do register for those events. So um, I guess being not in the physical space, certainly have some limitations, but at least we are providing you with the opportunity to, to network with people. So first first of all, you look out for those opportunities and register. And um, once you're there, um, maybe uh, if some events will provide you a list of attendees, um, if if that's the case, um, try to do some maybe some homework to see if there, uh, there's any particular person you wanted to talk to in particularly. Um, then, um, then once those online event happens, uh, do make sure to find the one that you are very interested about. Um, don't be afraid to to ask questions. Introduce yourself. Um, then, um, if you can get a get a card or make a contact with those people, do follow up and uh, remind them because some people may have been um, been being chased chased by quite a, quite a few quite a few people at the event. That you do if you follow up and make sure you remind them who you were and what you talk about. There might be things that's following up from your conversation as well. Yes, I think I might duplicate the answer that Lavender has mentioned, um, that be prepared um, and just research what event uh, you're attending. Um, research the person who's going to be a speaker or the panel members who are attending that event. Make sure you have some questions prepared for them, um, given just look research on the topic and have some questions prepared for them. And that way you can stand out to them and they can remember, oh, yes, this person asked me this question. And after that, um, definitely ask for their LinkedIn while they are still around on the chat. Like, hey, do you have a LinkedIn profile where I can connect? Once you connect, just make sure you follow up as well. So I would give you one tip of advice. Be prepared for the event that you are attending. And finally, um, what would you say your number one career hack is for international students? Network and be prepared. (laughs) So the entire conversation we had summarizing into four words. Network and be prepared. So network as much as you can while you're in this country. Make as many connections you can. Um, build those relationships. And I think having that connection is really going to take you places. And be prepared. So no matter where you're going, just research, read about it. It really takes 10 minutes to research the company you're applying for, the event that you're attending, or anyone you're going to meet. Just look them up online, LinkedIn. It's not stalking. It is being prepared. <laughs> so, yes, just make sure you're doing those things before or when you're here. Just make the most of your time while you're here. Um, for me, I guess uh, it's, it's um, slightly different. Is I know exactly what you're looking for. I know it can be very hard if you first started, you haven't even started your degree yet. How would you know what career path you want to go for? But I guess that another way to think about is, is where do you see yourself in three or five years' time? What position you want to be at? Which company or, or, or what location? Be very specific about it. Then... Uh, kind of um, uh, planning backwards to know um, what you need to do to to aim for that career goal. Then uh, be persistent about it. Um, Then linking back to what Aisha said, because you know where you're going for, then you know what context you're targeting and what opportunities you are are targeting. Then, um, yeah, so that's my number one career. I know exactly what you're looking for. Those are some amazing tips. Thank you both for joining us today for Career Hacks in our podcast series. It's been so wonderful to hear about your your personal experiences. That's it for this episode of Career Hacks. 
brought to you by UQ's Faculty of Business Economics and Laws, Careers and Employability team. Join us next time for further insights into the lives of industry professionals. Thank you for listening and stay curious.